providing you with the tools, knowledge, skills, and power to advance your career, grow your business, and build a better future for your community. We are the Tourism Academy. Welcome to Business Class. Welcome to this week's episode of Business Class from the Tourism Academy. Steve Ekstrom sits down to interview Eric Masterton, the Director of Tourism at Visit Baltimore. Eric talks about his role as Director of Tourism, he shares the challenges he's faced throughout the COVID pandemic, and Eric laughs about a memory he'll never forget. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Steve Ekstrom. 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 All right. Eric Masterton, Visit Baltimore. Welcome to Business Class, the Tourism Academy podcast. It's great to have you. Thank you, Stephen. Great to be here. So I think a, a way to get us started is really, how did you get your start in tourism? Wow, it's a crazy ride. Um, I grew up, uh, my my mother's parents were um, New York socialites. And they decided they wanted to buy a piece of property in Vermont. So they moved their whole family up in the 30s and started the Barnhouse area and an inn called Goober Hill Inn, which is still there. Um, and I worked at that inn from the time I was six years old until I was 17. Um, and then I went off to college for hotel hospitality management. I love this so much. And therein lies like all these different jobs that I did. Uh, a very long stint with Ben and Jerry's um, in the restaurant in the restaurant arena. Basically, I was the franchise store opener in Europe, uh, East Coast America, and West Coast America. And uh, they decided that Baltimore would be a great place for me to go. Um, to open stores. So I was there, did that for a long time. And then uh, I became a director of training for uh, for uh, Ben & Jerry's training franchisees, which led me to an online training uh, university, National University in San Diego. Um, and then I was sort of headhunted by Visit Baltimore and uh, uh, a past client of mine who was the CEO of Baltimore and wanted me back. So I came back to Baltimore and started as the director of training for Visit Baltimore in the hospitality industry, frontline training. And from there, I was sort of handpicked to be in the group tour, tour and travel um, arena, which is where I am now. So, and there's a lot of jobs in between. Very confusing. <laughs> you know, it- I didn't realize that you had the background in corporate training and it's a lot of what we do. We actually, our advisory panel includes instructional designers, business psychologists, um, adult educators, school administrators, that sort of thing. What sort of similarities do you see between training and destination sales? Well, I think a big part of destination sales is you need to have a very, very strong front line, people that understand where they live, people that understand um, what visitors are looking for uh, when they come to a destination. And I feel that training is probably the most important part of any business, uh, really setting people up for success. Um, I, I see the, the, the different companies that don't do a great job of training and lack that front line that can really talk about you know what they do and um, i love that i really do love 
training you know, frontline travel ambassadors. Uh, I used to teach professors in California to take how to take their courses online back in the very, very early days of online and Blackboard and all those different um, platforms. So, um, and now being in a destination, I am again being asked to do another frontline training program. So uh, I'm still in it. I love Interesting. it. Interesting. I think one of the things that has come up consistently in the conversations that I've had so far is that there is a there is one trait that everybody who works in tourism and everybody who loves to travel, there's one trait they all have in common, and that's that they are lifelong learners. They thrive on learning something new. Um, People love to be empowered with the gift of learning something new. I love to take people from one uh, you know, one part of the, whether it's a restaurant, a hotel, you know, a boat, whatever else, and move them over to something where they're like, oh my God, this is so different. And they're still using the same skills, but then they sort of blossom. Those skills being part of different, you know, part of the industry. There's some great statistics behind that, showing that people who are trained um, increase profitability 20 four percent 28 percent something like that for the companies that they work for um, just by being able to solve their own problems more effectively and uh, that's interesting it's interesting that you have that sort of background and a lot of what we do i think is educating people about the destination about the product um, have you found some of those skills or how have you found some of those skills translate in sales so um on the sales end uh, I travel all over the world, uh, and I sit at desk sides with tour operators that may or may not speak my language. I might have a translator. Um, but I think that the common thread of education and training someone how to sell a destination, here is what's so important. You know, I mean, the city that I sell currently is the backbone of American um, you know, history. It's part of that mission story and that's so important for people to know um, because I think a lot of people you know, from overseas they, they hear all these names of cities um, and they don't know much about them they, you know they have friends telling them oh you should go to San Diego you should go to San Francisco but I think that what I do um, and what I try to do with my desk sides with, with um, you know, travel agents tour operators is sort of tie in that story on why people need to visit Baltimore or any other destination because there's something there that they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Um, I do that when I travel. Even if I'm overseas on a sales trip, I always find something very important about the region. I'll take a day and I'll just go there. I'll go on a day early just to go check out the Matterhorn or go check out the Great Wall of China. So I think that um, you know, there's so many things that humans, that humans have such a different range of things make them happy and things that they want to see and really important to so i think when it comes down to training um you really need to have the skills and they're trainable to anybody you don't need to have a degree in hospitality you need to have the you need to have the attitude of wanting to be there and and making people just i love the wow factor um, and I can do that every single day in my job. I, mean, I can show somebody something about my destination. 
blow their mind. So, what is the best piece of advice you've received? Oh, God. Slow down. Think. <laughs> uh, literally, to just take some time to think about um, what you're going to talk about, what you're going to do, what you're going to eat. I think also having some space. Um, you know, I think probably the best piece of advice I've ever received from somebody is taking time for yourself, um, whether it's a good book or whether it's time at work to just get out and go for a walk and kind of refresh that space in your mind. And in the course of our careers, or, you know, there are definitely people that make a difference and that make a difference to us and, and help us form our, our own business philosophy. How would you describe your business philosophy and where, who do you think was most influential in helping you develop that? Ben and Jerry. <laughs> ben and Jerry, um, I still look up to them today. I worked for Ben and Jerry's Homemade Ice Cream, been on for um, about nine years. Um, and their, their idea and their philosophy about how to run a business is something that everybody should have. Um, they really gave back to their community, they gave back to the world. Um, and other employees were treated um, extremely well. Nobody was ever paid more than seven times um, what the lowest employee was paid. Um, at that time, it was the first company that I actually had benefits to my partner, um, medical benefits to my partner. So treating your employees as your customers first is a really good way to make sure that your employees treat their customers I've, I've had a lot of contact with Ben and Jerry's myself. Usually it's at the end of a spoon. <laughs> and, you know, what's your favorite flavor, Stephen? Oh, gosh. Uh, Chunky Monkey and Cherry Garcia. Chunky Monkey. That was a flavor. I remember when it came out. And I am not a banana fan, but that is a really good scoop of ice cream. <laughs> it really is. What's your favorite? New York Super Fudge Chunk. Oh, that's a good one, too. It's got, you know, I remember being in the scoop shop. We would have to, this is a good customer story, but we would have to tell everybody in line, sometimes the same person behind the same person, what was in a flavor. And I remember, remember training my staff, don't get frustrated by having to say the same thing over and over again, because the person behind doesn't know what you just said to the person in front. So it's fresh had, to the audience every time. It certainly is. You have to say those you know, the ingredients of those flavors over and over and over again to hundreds of people a day. That's so. Um, you mentioned taking time to read. I, I take it you're an avid reader. I am. I am. I I can finish a book in four hours, um, and I miss those long haul travel uh, <laughs> rides where I can just sit back. I really love. Um, Science fiction, like old science fiction, Arthur Clarke, Isaac Asimov. Um, there's, they're just so incredibly well written, and a lot of them are coming true today, which is, which is interesting. Are you a, a, a tactile book reader or are you a Kindle reader? You know, I have both. Um, when I read a book that I think my mother would like, I buy a paperback. 
people that can pass it on to her because she cannot figure out a Kindle. Um, but from my green sensibility um, of not um, having a tree cut down for my enjoyment, I use it. So I think we've all faced challenges at some point or another in our careers. You know, what, if you think of a time that was most challenging for you, you know, what comes to mind and, and what did you, what did you take away from it? What did you learn from it? Well, I mean, it's very fresh in my mind. <laughs> COVID, oh, here we go. You know, COVID was extremely difficult for me. Uh, I've been in a career, thankfully, that's allowed me to travel all over the world. Um, and most of my alone time has been on planes or has been in hotel rooms or has been in some other location. And, you know, during COVID, um, all that went away. Um, and at the same time, I moved permanently back to my home state of Vermont, um, even though I still rep the city of Baltimore. Um, I was very gracious um, to our CEO for allowing me to do that, but taking care of an 87-year-old woman and staying in your house for five days a year, you know, 24 hours a day has been one So um, I am sort of reinventing myself at 15 years old. Never too late. Quick break to tell you about Group Travel Odyssey. Tour operators, do you ever lack quality service and support from your IT provider? Are you tired of entering the same system information over and over? Well, now is your chance to be part of the GTO community. Group Travel Odyssey is software and service that helps you effortlessly manage your group travel marketing, sales, operations, suppliers, and accounting. Visit grouptravelodyssey.com to request a demo so you can personally experience our flexible software and service. Group Travel Odyssey, business without boundaries. Now back to business class with Steve Ekstrom. What's a moment in your career that you are most proud of? Wow, I'm glad that there's a hundred. Yeah, because it took me back to, I remember with Ben and Jerry's, I was I was promoted from um, again it goes from retail operations and running stores to special events. We used to have these concerts called the One World Festival. I don't know if you remember them. They were in all the big cities around America, and I was I was promoted to be special events coordinator. And so I worked on those on those um, concerts, and I was backstage hospitality. <laughs> so I got to meet all the artists. And I got to um, I got to uh, shop for them. I got to take care of their kids, whatever else. But I think the most I just felt at a young age, I just felt so needed. Uh, you know, get a bottle of water for me, or where's my piano? That sort of stuff. It was it was a great time in my life. It really, um, and I really learned a lot from that. Hey, if you ever want me to throw a party for you, I'm the special events guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm free after five. <laughs> so, um, where would you s recommend somebody who's starting out in the industry? Where would you recommend they go for resources to help them along the way? Um, I think everybody should. And if you say the Tourism Academy, that's okay. Oh well, I mean, the Tourism Academy is great. I think you need to build those those soft skills. Um, and when I say that. Um, Everybody should be a waiter or a wait person, um, or in some some fashion. As a young kid, I started out washing dishes. So 
you really get to understand human nature when you start working in those areas. Um, that's where I started. That's where almost every single person that I know in this industry started. At a hotel, at a restaurant, you know, at a you know roadside, you know, ice cream food station. So after that, um, if it's a career that you really feel like you're part of the family, then I do I do think that, you know, starting out in high school, there's a lot of high schools now that offer hospitality. Um, I think more of them should as well. Um, and from there, I mean, I went to I went to college for it. Um, after I graduated college, I realized that I learned everything I really needed to know at a country in between the ages of six and eight. Um, so, wherever you're, you know, wherever your your you know, your life takes you, um, hard education is a really, really good thing to learn about. Um, and to this day, I learn something new every day. I do too. I, I find that to be one of the most rewarding parts of my job is I get to learn something new every single day. Um, what is a common myth people have about your, your role in destination marketing and how, you know, that, that you might want to debunk? <laughs> my mother doesn't know what I do. <laughs> um, I explain it every day and then her friends will come over for tea or coffee and they'll say, so you're the mayor of Baltimore? And I'm like, no, 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 I'm not the mayor. <laughs> so you, you, uh, you treat people to dinner in Baltimore? No, no. <laughs> um, I think a lot of people think that, and even people in my own company, they're like, you know, Eric travels. He gets to go to all these you know, exotic locations. And they don't know what we do. But what I, you, you know this too, Stephen, but we work from seven o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock at night. And we're usually jet lagged and we get up and we do it again and we do it again. And then we fly back, uh, you know, to our workplaces and go to work the next day. That's, that is our job. So it is, while it might sound, you know, very exotic and, and glamorous, it is a really, really hard job. I said uh, there was a year, a few years back, I believe I had 200 and something days on the road. And, um, you know, my friend's like, oh my gosh, you get to travel so much. That must be great. And I'm like, I am so looking forward to being home. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I think we get to see some great destinations. We get to see some great places, but we don't always have the time to, to check it out and to enjoy it. I mean, we're stuck in a boardroom or a conference center or, you know, something for a good period of that time. PowerPoint presentation in, you know, six different languages. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to say that, um, you know, when you get back home and you're sitting at your desk, you're like, oh my God, I was, I was in Shanghai. And now I'm, I'm back here. It's like, it sometimes is it, sometimes it's hard for me to realize that I went from a kid at an inn, and now I'm a world traveler representing a really cool city. Um, it's been a, a long career. Uh, it's taken me to a lot of places. I still love my, my training background, and you know, I would say that anybody that wants to get into that industry as well, hospitality, very rewarding. And I've got two more questions to wrap this up. One, what is your favorite travel destination? Where's your favorite place that you've visited so far? 
Uh, privately or, or for work? Your favorite. Ice cream. Hmm. Like, actually, I actually know about it. Twice a year. You know, the great thing about Iceland is that as soon as you leave Reykjavik or Akinari, you're in a car, a mile outside of town, there's absolutely nothing but waterfalls, beautiful vistas, and fun. And I, love, I love destination. I am not one to go to a city. I am not one to go to see a church. I am one to pick a flight to some place. My, my next trip is to Patagonia. So it's really getting out in the open. That's a, that's going to be, and for those who want to contact you or learn more about Baltimore, how would you recommend they do that? Well, uh, Baltimore.org is our website. Meet the staff. <laughs> there you go. And I think all the information is there. Um, uh, we're a very engaged city, so anybody who has any relationship with anybody in Baltimore probably can get my phone number to <laughs> and the last that we do every time is a card game. A little bit of a card game here. So I'm going to ask you to pick a number one to ten. Seven. Okay. What is a memory that will forever make you laugh out loud? I bought this beautiful crystal vase for my mother for Mother's Day about 40 years ago. It was, the, it was the rage. Back then, they had suction cups and you could stick them on the window. Um, and so I took this beautiful vase and stuck it on the window. And then there was a chimney fire and I ran outside and I slit the sliding glass door open and smashed it. And <laughs> <laughs> to this day, every time I bring that story up to my mother, <laughs> we just laugh hysterically. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Uh, if people have any questions, visit Baltimore.org. It's a great place to reach you. Thank you for joining the Business Class Podcast. Stephen, thank you, and thank you to everybody who watched. Have a fantastic day. I'll do my best. Take a course, train your people, teach what you love, promote your products. Donate today at tourismacademy.org, a 501c3 nonprofit organization.